0: Uh, uh,
1: uh. Yeah, okay. Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 99. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. today we're going to glue the arc of the OG Ravnica with a, probably a dirt bag taste list Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? whole ton is going down. We've reached the end of the arc of the OG Ravnica. We're going to do what is probably going to boil down to another dirtbag Orzov list. Uh, we have a winner of our contest and giveaway for the month and uh, a whole bunch of other super exciting stuff going down.
0: Uh, not Taysa though.
1: We're not doing TASA. You're not doing Taysa? No, the ghost councils are both terrible. Which which ghost council did you pick?
0: Ah, uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, kind of drank some beer, and kind of brewed a deck, and kind of forgot that I was supposed to use a Ravnica commandy. What? <laughs>
1: you forgot? Yeah. <laughs> you drank beer and you f- you forgot what we were doing. Yes. We've been doing this for a month,
0: and you forgot. I didn't brew a Ravnica commander for the Ark of O.G. <laughs> Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you like old man Wee's laugh there. That was great. <laughs> uh, so,
1: are there Ravnica guys in here
0: at least? There are Ravnica Ravnikians. There are.
1: Okay, are there? Is Tesa in here? She's not. Oh, baby. So are the. Are the ghost councils in here?
0: There is a ghost council in here. Uh ghost council of Orzova. Whatever the four drop one is. That one.
1: The first one. That one. The OG one.
0: Yes. Okay. We did it. We okay. got there. We All got right. there. All right.
1: There we go. It took a little bit it took a little bit of circumventation, but we got there.
0: Circumventation for Ravnikians.
1: I invented that word, I think. I
0: don't know if he did. Didn't I? Ach, you're the English major.
1: It could be a real word. I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's a real word or
0: not. Yeah. So okay, some cleanup stuff. We 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 teased a little bit, even though we didn't give the commandie yet. But uh, a couple things. Ninety nine. Ninety nine
1: episodes. That's that's that really is, close. Y- Ooh. The hundredth episode. Get at us on Facebook or Twitter if you have any suggestions. We're still taking in notes and and suggestions and comments on what you'd like us to address. On our Milestone 100th episodes, you can hit us up uh, at Commander Cookout Podcast on Facebook or CCO Podcast on Twitter or CCO Brando on Twitter. Or if you don't know any of our other social media coordinates, you can totally check out the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet. At CommanderCookOut.com.
0: Yeah. Hey, I didn't even say going into social media coordinates, but you did it. I just did it. Uh, you know what you didn't say?
1: What didn't I say? You
0: didn't say to not send
1: nudes. Well, I assume people know that by now. It's almost been 100 episodes.
0: Well, we got nudes. Sort of. Did we? Uh, again? Y- again. Well, we got... Well,
1: yeah, there was some in there the other time, too.
0: There's- we got some kind of vodka drink. That, like, doesn't have anything on the can, <laughs> and it's just, the label just says,
1: nude. <laughs> the creativity is excellent, and I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh, you had mentioned that we've got a giveaway winner. Gonna, we do. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes, but first, shout outs? Shout outs. Ooh, new patron shout out. Donnie Graville? Grayvale? Gravel? Gray-vel. That's what I'm sticking to.
1: Donny Graveveil? That sounds,
0: that sounds like a some kind of Liliana thing.
1: Yeah, sounds like a zombie commander.
0: Oh, uh, Donny Graveveil. Um zombie thing. <laughs> I don't know what what
1: <laughs> Well, how much how much how many damn nicknames this guy need? Donny Graveveil is really cool. He can get the oh, tattoo on his face. Oh, Graveveil. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like okay. a sheet that you put over a grave so that nobody can see it. And then when you pull the sheet off, the grave's gone. And there's a hole there instead of where the casket was buried. And then you know that he's gone. And he's alive out there somewhere like Frankenstein's monster doing all kinds of terrible stuff.
0: Frankenstein's monster was a gentle thing.
1: Only in the original Frankenstein and only for a little while because he does come back. and like Beat some start...
0: wholesale ass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Donnie, grave, veil, beat wholesale ass like Frankenstein.
1: Was Frankenstein a zombie? He was a golem.
0: Ah. Uh, I think he was a golem. I, you know what? I don't know what the difference is. Um, And I would call him a zombie or I would call him a golem. Like, I don't know. Like, he could be either. In my mind, he's both. If he
1: had an expandable ass balloon that let him fly, he would be a mutant. He would be a
0: Simic creature. Yeah, he'd be a Ravnikian mutant. Yeah. <laughs> Very excellent. Next shout out. Curtis Braham. Shout out to you. Uh, funny nickname? How about
1: Curtis Brohim? I know that's not really a burn on him, but Brohim is a nice thing to call
0: people. I call people that all the time. Yeah, that's what we call the CCO Dude Bros in our own playgroup. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Last shout-out. Sort of. Bob Hebert. He- Hebert? Hebert. It's probably Hebert. How come I butcher easy names? Yeah, that that
1: one's pretty bad, man. Bob Hebert. I'm going to go out on a limb with this one because this is just something that I've always wanted to call somebody, and since this word rhymes with Bob, we call him Glob Hebert.
0: Glob? Glob Hebert? Yeah. He sounds like a Ravnickian mutant. Yeah. Glob with a butt sack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Glob Hebert, welcome aboard. Now, I said it was kind of the last shout out.
1: Yeah, what did you mean by that, Ryan?
0: Well, we got a comment on one of our posts on Patreon, and it was from a cam girl. She was just randomly just like... Not soliciting herself, but just going around commenting on other stuff to get her, like, face out there and titties out there.
1: That's gross, man. So, uh, shout out to whoever you were. Just random cam girl.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh, the super classy world of Patreon, yeah, hey. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh, my God.
0: Speaking of Patreon... This is the last week to get in on the 2019 themed altars that uh, were given to all new patrons. So if you're into any funny altars, I posted a, like a zoomed up one of an Aetherling on Facebook. I, I thought in my head like one of the Aetherlings was you and one was me. <laughs> I put those funny 2019 glasses on them. So if you're into that, head over to patreon.com slash cco podcast. Do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we've got a very special an- announcement for, what month are we going to do? February. February. February giveaways.
1: It's going to be very cool. I'm really excited about it. We we made a cool score on the internet, and we're going to pass the, I don't want to say savings, but we're going to pass the loot along to you.
0: Last thing before we talk about a deck. Okay. February YouTube content. What are we doing? We teased a little bit uh, when we hit uh, 80 or uh, 90 patrons or whatever that we're going to make up a new drinking game. Oh yeah, we did. There was going to be an instructional infographic, but instead it's going to be an instructional video of Brando and I playing the drinking game. Yeah. We had uh, we had a lot of uh, positive response from our Ultimate Masters Open Flippy drinking game. Yep. So we're going to do another one, the new drinking game. And we're going to do for the other video in February a Ravnica Allegiance Open Flippy.
1: Oh, maybe we'll be able to not sell like Articles of our clothing and have to do the damn video outside.
0: Yeah. Because we
1: can afford to pay our mortgages.
0: Yeah, because it's minus 30 goddamn 8 today. That is so cold. My eyeballs hurt when I went outside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ravnica Allegiance open flippy. Super fun. And uh, hopefully we don't have to drink Colt 45 this time either.
1: Again, we can do the, uh, we can get some premium beers this time because we have a little bit of extra money because we're not paying nine thousand Canadian dollars per pack
0: yeah like Molson Canadian
1: what the hell's the matter with you
0: ah uh, whatever
1: <laughs> get the hell out of my house should we do a deck no we should give away our prize first Ryan
0: oh yeah that's right this is the last thing I swear so a subscribe a smash of the like button as you say oh, I like that a comment on any of our 2019 YouTube videos follow a I want more or a comment on any of our Potomatic posts. Yep. Thank you very much. We're taking down Potomatic one spot at a time. Got this person entered in to win feline ferocity.
1: I like the ferocity.
0: Yeah. On uh yeah, that was our twenty seventeen Commander Deck giveaway. Yeah. Winner is Riley Huppets. 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 Congratulations, Riley.
1: Riley Huppets. Neat name. And thanks for the support also. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you keep liking and commenting and following along on Potomatic and help us take down everybody on the earth that is on Potomatic, I'm sure that we will still continue to enter you in draws and giveaways.
0: Ooh, yeah. That is uh, without saying.
1: Because yeah, I am addicted to just climbing the ladder, and we're going to be on top of that place. And I'm going to come into work one day and I'm just going to start crotch chopping people.
0: Yeah, you've really turned into an elitist throughout this year. Like 2018 was the year to get offended. No, not for Brando. 2018 was the year to become an elitist. You did stacks. You're now just trying to take down the world. Well, it's your Nation, man. I thought we were about having fun. You're turning into like an evil ruler. <laughs> turning into like an evil king of cco nation
1: oh is that bad cco nation am i turning into an evil king or am i still the benevolent dictator that i always thought i was
0: i feel like those are the same thing
1: yeah i guess dictators are never good yeah
0: you, you use the word dictator
1: am i the ble- benevolent monarch that i see myself being in my head or have i really stepped over to the dark side should i wear a rebreather and start being like hey ryan here we are back for another adventure should i start doing that
0: yeah, I don't, he sounded more like Bane than Darth Vader. Well,
1: whatever. <laughs> Both of them wear weird things on their faces. I suppose. I didn't see stacks until I was already a man. I was born in it. <laughs> Molded by it. All right, all right, all right. We should do a deck, shouldn't we? Yes. Okay. So we're not doing anybody from Ravnica, but we are doing somebody from Magic, which is good. Who are we doing this week, Ryan? We are doing Arvad the Cursed. Okay, uh, let me find him here. Arvad the Cursed is a 3-3 three, three
0: for white-black-3. He's got Death Touch and Lifelink. So hold on. Death Touch, Lifelink, 3-3 three, three for 5. He's already, like, on point. If you cast him on curve, you probably wouldn't be disappointed.
1: Yeah, what else does he see? Other legendary creatures you control get plus 2, plus 2. Wow, that's really good. 2-2, two, two,
0: yeah. I channeled my, sort of, my inner Brando. I channeled my old. Hmm, let me think. I channeled my inner old Brando. That's the correct way to pronounce that <laughs> sentence. In, I wanted to make an Orzov aggro deck. That's not something they normally do. You had brought up Taysa at the start of the show saying, oh yeah, dirt bag, Orzov combo, blah, blah, blah. He's got life gain, so he's still like going to gain us some life but we're not super interested in attacking with him as much as some of the other creatures in the deck cuz he's actually at the top of the mana curve. Ooh. Yeah, so we've got one, two, three drops, couple four drops. Slam Arvad, swing for the fences.
1: I like it. Should we get into it? We should. As per the always, we start with creatures. There's lots of them this time, but I think that we can probably bang through them fairly quickly this time, hey?
0: Yeah, well, and here's the other thing about doing a list specifically like this one with so many legendary creatures in it. I feel like when you cast any of them and you start to mold the game around them because they're like powerful or they have meaningful effects, you get a chance to really see what that card does when it's on the battlefield and it would maybe influence your future deck building decisions.
1: I built Wrecky... History of Kamigawa, a long time ago. I think we did a show on him.
0: Yep. And uh, I, no, I don't know if we did.
1: And I learned lots of stuff just by playing all of the green legends in one deck. And, I mean, lots of them were super shitty. But, I mean, you just play them to play them. And you learn all kinds of interesting little things. And then those cards find home and homes in other decks where you wouldn't think to see them. So maybe this show we will see that Orzov isn't just dirtbag unfair combo and, ha, I'm going to gain a million life.
0: And then swap it with you. Wait, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> uh,
1: but you know what I mean. We're going to learn something. It's going to be great. All right, alphabetically, we start with Anna Fenza, Kin Kintree Spirit.
0: So she's a two-two for two. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, bolster one. So that means you put a plus one, plus one counter on the smallest creature you control.
1: The least toughness. Oh, sure. So whatever, that's whatever. Then we have... Atrios, God of Passage.
0: Ooh, I like this guy because three drop, five, four. Jesus, indestructible. Indestructible, <laughs> yeah. Um, can't attack though, like can't attack or block unless your devotion to white and black is seven. So you have to have seven colored pips on all of your permanents, all of your creatures really. And then whenever a creature you own dies, you return it to the battlefield. You return it to your hand unless somebody pays three. So you're going to rebuy your aggro creature unless they pay three, which is what you, like, you're happy with both of those because they don't have three life in your are aggro deck. Yeah. Yep. I mean,
1: Anafenza, that's one and a half swings with Anafenza, and you didn't have to play Anafenza again just because Anofenza dies. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and we got ways to bring her back. We're going to find that out in a little while.
1: Next up, we have a- Ailey Eternal Pilgrim? Yeah. Is, is that- it Ailey or Ailey? Ailey? Uh, Ailey? Ailey? Either one, I'm, I'm fine with
0: either. Yeah, one. everybody knows what we're talking about. She is a two... I'm just going to say, like, a two, two drop. Like, they're black or white. Like, they're black or white. Yeah. She's both. She's a two, three for two death touch. Pay one, sack a creature, you gain life equal to the sack creature's toughness. Fine. If you are blocking with anything you want to sack it before damage, we don't. Sacrifice another creature. This is her other ability for black, white one. Sack another creature. Exile target, non-land permanent. Activate this ability only if you have at least ten more life then you're starting life. Yeah, I guess lots of stuff has lifelink in the deck. We care about getting stuff out of the way. I feel like
1: we played this in my Marchesa Death Touch tribal deck, Mm -hmm. and I think we're playing it for the same reason, because she's a 2-3 with Death Touch for two. Her other abilities are great, but sort of tertiary.
0: Yeah, she's got two power for two mana with an upside of Death Touch with a a secondary and tertiary upside of... Those two abilities.
1: She's just a cool card. How about Bontu the glorified?
0: Oh man, I love Bontu. Just like the look of her, I think. Anyways, four six for three menace indestructible, super sick. Can't attack or block unless a creature died under your control this turn. Okay, so maybe that Eile ability just got a little bit better. Yeah. Um, we do have some token makers that we can sack to Bontu because the other ability, black one, sack another creature, Scry one, excellent. Each point loses a life. Excellent. Gain one life. Excellent. Mm. How oh, about Bremaz, King of
1: Arasgoth? Three,
0: four, for three. Vidge. When he attacks, you put a one-one white cat soldier creature token with Vidge into the battlefield attacking. And when he blocks, you do the same thing. So he is a token maker because he's always going to be attacking. And blocking. And blocking because he's got Vidge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's kind of le- Who's the other cat that does this exact same thing, but everything is doubled? Jededo of Vifrava. Is that a thing? Yeah, he's a he's like green, 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 three. for a, I think he's a four, or five, or maybe even a three, four. He's at Forest Walk. Whenever he attacks, you get a two, two with Forest Walk attacking. Oh, he blocks, yeah, you get a yeah. two, two with Forest Walk. Either way, of course, it's white, so it costs less and it's more efficient and actually playable. I just wanted to say that because I haven't <laughs> said that in a while.
0: <laughs> and, and not very good in EDH because it's white. It's yeah, just FYI. True that. Uh, how about Commander Isha? I like this guy. 2-4 four for 4, so it doesn't sound very good, but he's a flyer, so he can't block very, whatever. Uh, protection from Creech. That's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, yeah. I used to play him in my uh, Kanji Airy Keeper. That's like my third EDH deck ever.
1: And he's got super neat old school artists from Judgment? That's uh, Yes, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, Watercolor. Super hard to alter, FYI. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing about that surprises me. Yeah. How about Denetha Capuchin Paragon?
0: What the hell? I like her picture. I like her art. She got she got cool haircut.
1: She has a neat armor too. Actually,
0: with yeah, yeah. Be good good foil. Anyways, uh, two two for three. First strike, Vidge Lifelink. That's pretty good. What the hell? Okay, equipment spells you cast cost one less to cast. So to auras, y- we're not playing any of those. Okay. We are playing equipments though, and she lets us cast them for cheaper, and she lets us beat wholesale ass. So we're keeping up with the theme of.
1: Good-looking people on cards, but we're taking a break from the theme of all of them are looking to the right, and we have Drana, Liberator of Malakir, who's looking to the left.
0: (laughs) Two, three, for three, flying first strike. These people are all just got good abilities. It's sick. Because they're commanders, right? Yeah. Whenever Drana deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one counter on each attacking creature you control.
1: So it's sort of soft, gives all your dudes vampire. Yeah. That's an ability. I think we invented the word around here at CCO Podcast, right? Yeah. That's when a creature deals damage to a player, get a plus one, plus one counter. We call it a vampire.
0: Yeah, to all of them. Yeah. And it's a flying first striker. And you know what? First strike is actually important in this deck. When we get to the couple cards that make it so, I'll let you know. But we've seen a couple already in a row with first strike.
1: And she's really good because if you're attacking with your whole team, she has first strike, she hits everybody, all your other dudes get bigger, then they do their damage. Oh, so
0: yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent.
1: Just by herself, she's real good. How about eight and a half tails?
0: Also good. 2-2 two, two for white-white, so it's on point already. White one, target permanent, you control, gains protection from white until end of turn. Shuts off those pesky white removal spells. Mm. Uh, you could pay one. Target, spell, or permanent becomes white until end of turn. So you can just pay three and just... Prevent your things from dying.
1: Yeah, no beast within
0: for you. <laughs>
1: no terastodon from you.
0: <laughs> it's
1: real good. Yeah, it's real good anyway. Or right, how about Alenda the Dust Grows?
0: Well, personal favorite. I actually own this deck. And people who say, well, she has to go to the graveyard, not your command zone, you can all suck it because she's good. <laughs> she's a 1 1 for 4. Wait. No, what, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> she's got lifelink, though. I always forget that. But uh, she'll gain you some big-ass life when she gets her big ass into the command zone. (laughs) Whenever another creature dies, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on her. Whenever any creature dies, yours, mine, token, non-token, don't care. When she dies, you create X, one-one, white vampire creature tokens with lifelink as well, where X is her power. Jesus. Yeah, not her plus-one counters, but her power. So you get one more than you think you get. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's excellent. She got lifelink. And she is going to beat wholesale ass. And she doesn't care when creatures go to the graveyard. She's going to get a plus one. Doesn't matter what creature.
1: Dig it. Yeah. How about Erebos, God of the Dead?
0: Five, seven for four. So really on point. Jesus. Devotion has to be five or greater to black. He's indestructible. Your opponents can't gain life, but we still can, which is good. And then he's got greed. Black, one, pay two life, draw card. I like that. Yeah. I'm just going to pay like 10 life and just draw five cards. Dig it. Yeah.
1: Okay, here we have our OG Ravnica inclusion. Here we go. With Ghost Council of Orzova.
0: Yeah, I never remember what these do. This is a 4-4 for 4. Again, on point in aggro. When he enters the battlefield, target opponent loses a life, we gain a life. So we are seeing more and more incidental life gain or gain life. Cool. It's good with Erebos. One, sack a creature, exile Ghost Council, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step.
1: He used to be a total house in what was it, Ravnica Draft or Ravnica Constructed? I forget which. But he was a he was a miserable piece of shit to deal with.
0: Yeah, well you can block with him and then just sack a creature and exile him. So he Mm. never dies and then when he comes into play they just you dink him.
1: And when he was first around, you gotta remember damage used the stack. So,
0: oh, you would yeah.
1: attack or block and put 4 damage to something on the stack, remove him from the from combat so he can't die, he'll come back, drain them for one, still do 4. He was a he was a house. How about Gisela the Broken Blade?
0: Ooh, 4-3 for 4. Okay, so we're good there. Flying, first strike, life link.
1: Zounds.
0: Yeah. And at the beginning of your end step, if you both own and control—oh no, I don't care about that part.
1: We're not playing the other half. Are we? Yeah, we're not playing the other yeah.
0: half. I thought the other—I ha- thought this was the half that got us an angel from our graveyard, but we don't have any other angels. <laughs> <laughs> we're just playing her because she beats ass.
1: We are playing our third god, in Heliod, god of the sun.
0: Yeah, five six indestructible devotion to f- white five or whatever for four mana. So indestructible five six for four. And you pay four to get a one two white cleric enchantment creature token. So another token producer. Two one. Oh, what did I say? One two. Two one. Definitely better in our aggro deck.
1: And other creatures you control have VIG. Also good in an aggro deck.
0: Yeah, I missed that line. Thank you.
1: Anytime you can attack and block, you're you're living the dream.
0: I'm still not going to block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Untapped Creech, <creature>, no blocks.
1: <laughs> How about hopeless of gearpore
0: Oh, we did this guy like episode five on CCO. Yes, we did. He's a 1-1 one, one flyer for one. Excellent. Sure. He's <laughs> going to get bigger because we've got pump stuff. You can sack him until your next turn. Player who dealt combat damage to... Player who was dealt combat damage by Hope of Ghirapur can't cast non-creature spells. So if you hit somebody, you hit the control player, you hit the player you think is going to have like a Wrath of God, and then you sacrifice him. Pretty cool. Y- yeah. It keeps your creatures alive for another go. Yeah, that's right. always important. How about Isamaru, Hound of Conda? Oh, yeah. 2-2 two, two for one, full stop. That art is
1: awesome. I like the picture on him a lot. Yeah,
0: I wish they... Uh, I, I like Christopher Moler. He does that. Very kind of anime, cartoony. I don't want to see anime art make a, make a go on Magic cards, but I like that one.
1: There's specific times when it's cool, and this is one of them.
0: Yeah, and you know what else is cool about Isamaru is he, is, with Arvad out, he's a 4-4 four, four for one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, how about... Isareth the Awakener.
0: This one is weird. This is a 3-3 three, three for 3 with death touch. Excellent. And when she attacked, we can pay X. When we do, return a creature card with a converted mana cost X. Exactly X. From your graveyard to the battlefield. And then you put a corpse counter on it. There's no reason for that. That's why this card is weird. Yeah. If that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else.
1: So you can't bounce it to your hand and you can't blanket it, exactly. can do any of that stuff
0: exactly but the corpse counter doesn't have anything to do with that the corpse counter isn't the thing that gives it like if if we used something to move the corpse counter from the thing we reanimated to something else it doesn't do anything i want a card that does something with corpse counters that's what i want huh
1: do you think that's just to mark creatures that are brought back with her and they're just going to assume that you're not going to do anything to the counters because the counters don't do anything
0: yeah in m19 let's call it m19 limited and in standard right now like you can't do anything with that corpse counter i don't think because if it said I whenever think it's a, just a reminder thing
1: i think so because if it said whenever a creature with a corpse counter on it dies or leaves the battlefield removed from the game instead you could just move the counter onto one of their guys kill it and yeah get rid of them forever when
0: the creature with the corpse counter dies dredge eight. Oh, there it is <laughs> get
1: on it wizards okay next card i actually super like this card a lot and it's Giselle Goldmane.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a cam girl. Four, 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 four with first strike. <laughs> Goldmane. Oh, oh. Anyways, you pay five, and attacking creature you control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of attackers. Holy Whoa. shit. Yeah, dude, that's like overrun, as long as you're attacking with like three creatures or more. You even attack with like, if you're attacking with six creatures and you pay five, all your creatures get plus six plus six. That's pretty good. That's so awesome.
1: I like that lots. How about Kalitas,
0: Traitor of Get? Three four for four life link. If a non-token creature an opponent controls dies, instead exile it and put a two-two black zombie token onto the B. It's pretty good. Yeah. So he's like graveyard hate sort. of. He's like proactive graveyard hate. <laughs> and then he can you can pay three Saka vampire or a zombie to put two plus ones on Kalitas, Traitor of Get.
1: His helmet is weird and kind of makes him look like a xenomorph if you're looking right straight at him.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is, but... He's a Zendikar vampire, right? So they're all into that weird stuff.
1: Yeah, they're all strange. He might... If you take the helmet off, he might look like Kambal, Council of Allocation.
0: Yeah. This isn't an aggro card, but it does what we want. So he's at 2-3 three for 3. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses 2 and we gain 2. So if we attack with them, with him... And then somebody casts a non-creature spell on their turn. We've done four damage with him for like three mana.
1: And you've gained two life.
0: Yeah, I think that's okay in an aggro deck, don't you? Not bad at all. Okay. You
1: know what else is good in an aggro deck? Karlov, the ghost council. Oh,
0: yes. Two, two for two. Whenever you gain gain life, and we've had lots of incidental life gain, right? Yeah. Okay, whenever you gain life, put two plus one plus one counters on him. Every time you have an instant of life gain. That's insane. He gets so goddamn huge. But wait, there's more. Black, white, remove six plus one counters from him. <laughs> Exile target creature. He'll just dust your dude.
1: He's very How about Kataki Wars Ra- Wars Wage?
0: Yeah, weird name. <laughs> 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 <Kenagawa>. Stupid, stupid <laughs> crap, a guy shit. Yeah, stupid everything. 2-1 uh, for two, first of all. And all artifacts have pay one or you sacrifice it. During your upkeep, or at the beginning of your upkeep.
1: So it's like a, what is it, a
0: Tabernacle? It's like a Tabernacle on a 2-1 body that I'm just going to hit you with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I don't really like this guy in this deck, Kemba Ka Regent.
0: Oh, you know what? It is legendary. That's the first thing. you got to remember, everything that we've read thus far is all legendary, so just add two power to the stats. Yeah. So this guy would not be a 2-4. He would be a 4-6 for 3-3. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a 2-2 white cat creature token for each equipment attached to Kemba. Uh, Not a whole ton of equipment, right? Only four in the deck?
1: I think I counted four, yeah.
0: Four. So, yeah. And he doesn't have any, like, lifelink. She got huge boobs. She doesn't have any, like, first strike or lifelink or nothing. Maybe it's a cut.
1: On her own, she's a 2-4 for three, which is okay, but I think you could probably do better, and we will get to how you could do better possibly later in the show. Yes. How about Kong
0: Ming, Sleeping Dragon? Yeah, okay, so get this. You play your one-drop, your two-drop, your three-drop aggro creatures. They're all legendary. Then you play your Kong Ming. He's a 2-2 two, two for four. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And then on turn five, you play your Arvad. Legendary <laughs> creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Uh, you're swinging for the fences on turn five, right? I
1: like that a lot. Yeah. I also like Quendi, Pride of femeref.
0: I think that that E needs that little accent, Mark. Because I think it's supposed to be Quende.
1: Quende, pride of Femoref.
0: Doesn't that sound more... Z- Zemurin? yeah whatever. I don't Sure. Know. Okay, he is a 2-2 two, two for 4, double strike. So he's a 4-2 for 4 when he attacks. And creatures with first strike you control have double strike. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's like seven other creatures, seven other creatures that have first strike in the deck. Neat. Yeah. And, uh... Remember, with Arvad, he becomes a 4-4, four, four, so he becomes an 8-4 when he attacks.
1: Dig it. Yep. All right, now I hate this guy, Kytheon Hero of Akros.
0: He's a 2-1 one for 1, and then a bunch of other stuff, he flips into a Gideon. Don't care.
1: Yeah. He also becomes indestructible if you pay 3. That. Yeah.
0: So we just buff him, and he just swings, and they're forced to block because he's going to be huge. Sure. All right, now I like this one lots. Masako the Humorless. Yeah, Masako. So good. 2-1 for 3. Legendary. It's got flash. And creatures you can creatures you control that are tapped can block as if they're untapped. Wow. So just full stop. Like like Alpha out with your Jazal gold man and just be like, bah, take 50 on somebody. And then everybody else is like, oh, let's get them. And then you just flash in your Masako and you're like, oh, block? die it's like so (laughs) awesome another like
1: gem from Krapagawa, hey
0: yeah don't ever say that again but every so often we come across one
1: well like this one
0: hashtag mirage gems not kamagawa gems
1: (laughs) how about marvin Fane dusk apostle
0: (laughs) yeah marvin this is like home alone marvin
1: that's maverin oh Uh, dang it you ruined my fun marvin we're calling him marvin
0: marv he's a two two for three Whenever one or more non-token vampires you control attack, create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. So, more life gain. And I think there's like seven vampires in the deck, other the, than him.
1: There's been quite a few, com- yeah. I think there's even some more coming
0: up. Oh, we have Micaeus, the Lunark. Yeah. White X for a 0, zero. So, he's going to be as big as we want, right? He's going to come into play with X plus ones on him. You can tap to put a plus one counter on Micchaeus. Cool. And you can tap and remove a plus one from him to put a plus one on each other creature you control. That's pretty good. Why, yeah. why is Machaeus so good? What's the love affair with Micchaeus?
1: That's two Micchaeuses. Both of them are excellent.
0: He's just... Well, this one's slow. But it's
1: excellent. It this is. This is a good card. I like this
0: card. I, I, I like this one. Get, yeah. It's like a little mini, tiny little Cathar's Crusade, hey?
1: Yeah. Cool. Speaking of cards that I really like, this is a card that I really like. And it's a vampire, so harkens back to another card we talked about. Miri the Cursed.
0: Yeah. Three, two, for four. Flying, first strike, haste. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Miri the Cursed deals combat damage to a creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on Miri the Cursed. That is kinda vampire. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I super like that
0: card. And she got first strike, so she's gonna deal her damage and then she's gonna get her buff. Yep. And then she's gonna thing. So like what do you do? You just never block her? Well, she's hard to block anyways because she got flying.
1: Yeah. She'll get your guy for three. Then she gets three toughness. So you have to have a bigger dude to block her. She's really good.
0: Yeah. And well, with Arvad on the next turn.
1: She's going to do five. Yeah. yeah, She's she's good. How about Audric Lunark Marshall?
0: Three, three for four at the beginning of each combat. Each combat, not just on your turn. So each combat. Yeah. This, This ability to trigger like four times around the table. Creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn. If a creature you control has first strike. The same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, skulk, trample, and vig.
1: So if you have creatures that have all of that, all those abilities, do all of your creature gain all of those abilities?
0: Yes. Jesus. So every time that I emphasized flying, first strike, haste, lifelink, double strike, like all of those things... All of our guys get all of those things with Audric. Jesus. So here and here's the here's the thing. When you have a Quende out, all of your things with first strike have double strike. So then all of your things just get double strike, even if they don't have first strike or double strike. Wow. Yeah, Quende and Audric and a first striker is like really good.
1: And let's just back the boss up a little bit. Your team with Skulk?
0: Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, we should Skulk Tribal. (laughs) What does Skulk even do? Uh, a creature with Skulk can't be blocked by a creature with power two or greater. Skulk is only on small guys. They, oh. they Skulk in the shadows. It's the worst. I, pl- right. I play one Skulk card in Commander. What is it? It is... I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's in my Audric deck. Um, you Skulk... Uh, Warf Infiltrator, I think. He's got Skulk, and when he hits you, you loot. Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: That's fine. We're Speaking of Audric, we have Audric Master Tactician.
0: This guy's a three, four for four, so he's a little bit bigger. He's got first strike, so he he pairs well with your other Audric. Cool. And when he attacks with at least three other creatures, you can decide how blocks happen. Wow. So powerful. You That's... just go like alpha strike. No blocks. No goddamn blocks. <laughs> Die. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, we're going back to some more really cool old art, and we have, what is it, Diorama Nomad Captain? Pajama Nomad Captain? Piamanas Nomad Captain.
0: Piana? That's like white text on a white card. I honestly can't read that word.
1: Wow. It is Piana or Piana.
0: We're just going to start reading the card before you go into Dirty Land.
1: If this card doesn't say, drop her off of a roof onto target opponent, get hit in the head with a Piana... Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. you
0: just hold a sign up out of the rubble. Ouch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does she actually do, Ryan?
0: Two two for three. Whenever Pyanna nomad captain, attacks, attacking creature you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. So she is like a pseudo um, Like a holy day or like that an, other guy. Uh, no, an anthem. The dragon guy. I have no idea the, what the hell you're talking the, about. The dragon guy. Oh, Kong Ming. Kong Ming Sleeping Dragon. Yeah, except she costs three because she's only going to give you a buff when you attack Yeah. instead of four like Kong Ming. What does Ravo's Soul Tender get you? Oh, this is our, um, if we already have Arvad out, this is what we cast at five instead. He is a five drop, two, two flyer. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So he's kind of doing what Arvad does. Right. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you may return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. Nice. Sure. So we just rebuy our... Whoever. Whoever.
1: How about Tesher Ancestor's Apostle?
0: 2-2 two, two for 4 with flying. Whenever you cast a historic spell, which all of our spells are, because they're all legendary. Yep. Return target creature card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield.
1: There's lots of those.
0: Yes. Yes, there is like 20 of them.
1: One of them that would be included is Thalia, Guardian of Throben. Guardian of Throben. <laughs>
0: I'll just read what it does.
1: Don't Google that.
0: 2 1 for 2, first strike, non creature spells cost one more to cast. And remember, we're playing like 44 creatures. Wow. Yeah.
1: Now, speaking of throbbing, Thalia Heretic Cathar.
0: Yeah, she's making me throbbing. 3 two, first strike for 3. Creatures and non basic lands your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. Those are pretty staxy, Ryan. They are staxy, but they also have power equal to their converted mana cost with an upside and a relevant attacking ability. They're just good.
1: They are very good. You know who else is good? Traxo,
0: Scourge of Krug. You knew we had to play this guy, right? 7-7 Trampler for four. Doesn't untap unless you play a Historic Spell. Remember, we've got like 40 of those. 43 of those.
1: At least. Yep. How about Timna the Weaver?
0: 2-2 Lifelink for three. At the beginning of post-combat main phase, you can pay X life, where X is the number of opponents that were dealt damage this turn. If you do, draw X cards. I think she should be a Spider. She is a human cleric, and she probably got bit by a spider when she was taking a picture, when she went for a tour at her university or something. (laughs) I don't know what the story is, but that's that's kind of how it goes.
1: That's basically what happened. How about Virtus the Veiled?
0: Virtus the Veiled? Virtus? I don't know.
1: No, it doesn't matter.
0: He's one half of Virtus and Gorm the Great, whom you work for <laughs> at the radio station. Uh, he's a 1-1 one, one for three, which sounds terrible, but he got death touch. Still sounds terrible. Yeah, but whenever he deals combat damage to a player, they lose half their life. Oh, shit. So he's like a 21 death touch <laughs>
1: for three. And lastly, we have Yeheni Undying Partisan.
0: So many creatures. 2-2 two, two, haste for three. Partly I included him just because he has haste, but also because he gets huge for three mana. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on him and you can sacrifice another creature and he gains indestructible. Very cool. So any of our tokens, we just sack them when they have a block and we do the thing.
1: Dig it. Let's talk instants and sorceries real quick.
0: Now I'll preface this with these were put in here because they're efficient. We don't care about life and we just want to get stuff out of the way. Right. And we like card advantage, and there's only like a couple card draw spells in here. Um, but if you include all of the things that are like two for ones or that get us card advantage, we've got thirteen or fourteen ways to like either draw cards or get two for ones, which are like virtual card advantages, right? Sure. All
1: right. Anguish I'm making.
0: This is not one of those things. Nope. But it's three mana instant, exile a permanent. Dismember. Pay how much is a Phyrexian mana? Two life. Two life. So you pay two life. Two life and one, give a creature minus five, minus five. Mortify. Destroy an artifact or an enchantment. Path. Exile a creature.
1: Reckless Spite.
0: Reckless Spite is three mana, destroy two target non-black creatures. At instant speed, you lose five life. Snuff out. Pay four life, destroy a non-black creature. So we've got a couple things there where we just dust a whole bunch of life and then get rid of a thing or two things.
1: Dig it. How about moving into the sorceries? We have Ashes to Ashes.
0: Same as Reckless Spite. You just It's three mana. Exile two non-artifact creatures, and then it deals five damage to you. But you get two things for one card.
1: It's so good. You
0: get two blockers out of the way. We don't care about five life. And it removes them from the game, so it gets their indestructible crap. It's awesome. Yeah. How
1: about how about Knight's Whisper?
0: Knight's Whisper and Sign in Blood are both two mana, draw two, lose two lives. How about Toxic Deluge? Uh, pay X life. All creatures get minus X until end of turn. That's uh, like a field of small tokens in the way. Dust them. Yeah, dust them. All our creatures are bigger because Arvad and all of our Anthem effects.
1: Speaking of dusting, how about Urza's Ruinous Blast?
0: Oh, baby. You you knew we were playing this one. Yeah. White, four. Legendary sorcery. So you can't cast it unless you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary.
1: That barely even touches us.
0: That doesn't touch us. Not one bit. That
1: doesn't exile a single thing we've talked about for this entire deck.
0: Yep. Wow. It, it gets a couple of equipment or a mana rock. Yeah. Who cares? We
1: haven't talked about those yet though.
0: Yeah. Who cares when we do? <laughs> How about Primeval's Glorious Rebirth? This is the only one I'm I'm torn about because uh, it's so good, but it costs seven and newsflash. We're only playing like 33 land. Good. <laughs> Black, white, five. Legendary sorcery. So again, only cast if you control a legendary creature. Or Planeswalker. Return all legendary permanents from your graveyard to the battlefield. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that gets our whole creatures. So, like Gets your whole creature suite back. Yeah, somebody wraths and we're just like, okay, primeval glorious rebirth. And get them back. Get them all back. <laughs> and if we have uh, Aud- Audric, we just go to combat and they all have haste because we've got haste enablers. <laughs> we just kill that person because they have no creatures either because they just wrath a god. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: All right, let's talk some enchantments. There's three of them. First up, always watching.
0: Read them all at once because they all do the same thing.
1: Always watching, day of destiny, dictate of heliod,
0: dictate of heliod. They all are an anthem effect. They give plus one, plus one. But day of destiny and dictate of heliod both give plus two, plus two, and dictate has flash. Excellent. You pop it in real quick.
1: Let's do some artifacts. I caught that. I caught it. <laughs> okay. I caught. It. I'm just not gonna play your game,
0: Ryan. Sure. <laughs>
1: Oh, a champions! Helm,
0: three drop equipment plus two plus two. If the creature is legendary, it has hexproof, and it is it is legendary. Equip for one.
1: Hero's podium.
0: This is an interesting one. Five drop though. Legendary creatures you control get plus one plus one for each other legendary creature you control. It's incredible. This is exactly coat of arms for just your legendary creatures. For just you. For just us. Yeah. But wait, there's more. X tap. Look at the top X cards of your library you can reveal a Legendary Creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom.
1: That's excellent. I like that.
0: Yeah, you just dig, right? Yeah, man. How about Hero's Blade? Equipped Creature gets plus three, plus two for two mana, and when a Legendary Creature enters the battlefield, you can just attach Hero's Blade to it. Super good in Tan of the Butt-Sower. Yeah, and this deck.
1: And this deck as well. <laughs> How about Lightning Greaves?
0: Lightning Greaves and Swiftfoot Foot Boots, both in here, both give um, sh- uh, Shroud or Hexproof and Haste for equipping. It's good.
1: What's Spirit of Heliod?
0: That is creatures you control get plus one, plus one for three mana. It's legendary, if that matters. And you can pay white, white, one tap. Destroy target creature that dealt damage to you this turn. So that discourages people to attack us.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah. And then we're also playing Mindstone, Stone, Mox Amber, Sol Ring, or Zob Signet. Rock, 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 rock.
0: Yeah. And that's the deck. That, I think it's the first deck that I've played Mox Amber in. Yeah. It taps for a color of legendary permanence you control.
1: It's pretty cool. And it goes really good in this deck. Yeah. And it itself is legendary.
0: Ah, also important. Yes. Yeah, that's the deck. What do you think? I think it's cool. Aggro.
1: I love aggro decks. I,
0: I, I think aggro, right? Like it's it's hard to know how you want to play it sometimes because all of these creatures do so many unique and different things. You 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 put them on the table and you attack with them, Ryan. That's how you play this.
1: Swinging with dudes, you go over the wall and you beat wholesale ass. You pillage booty. You burn down their town, and while they're all running away, you chase them down and you kick them in the ass.
0: Very excellent. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel about the mana curve? Love it. This is something that I wanna I want to talk about in our episode 100, and of course the arc that follows that. Way back in the day on CCO, uh, Don Miner from EDHREC sent us like the average converted mana cost trend over time how it's been dipping down that's still continuing to this day two years later and this deck i think is a pretty good example of it do you like that in commander do you like how the formats kind of evolved over the last two years no i actually i
1: liked it when it was at
0: three and a half
1: that's where i liked it because the games were a little bit more casual a little bit Slower.
0: They felt like kitchen table casual as opposed to uh, like legacy light.
1: We've talked about this lots of times on the show where as the mana curve goes down, the cards that you're playing, your card pool becomes just smaller. And I don't like that. We talked about it on our set review show with Mirror March. How like three years ago, something that costs six, is like whatever, it goes in. Yeah. But now it's like, but it costs six.
0: Yeah. It's a six mana and maybe doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah. And it's like you... You don't play that because I do. The
0: barrier I, to entry on cards is a lot higher, right? Yeah,
1: and I, I just, I want to be able to play the cool stuff that's getting printed now, and I think that some of it arbitrarily will be excluded from my deck building processes in a lot of cases because the format's kind of speeding
0: up. You just you can't keep up if you don't do if you don't have action on turn one, two, three.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's. I'm not a huge fan of that. Not every deck can be like Omnath, Locus or Rage, where it just dirtles and does jack shit and you think you're totally screwed and then you accidentally win the game. Not that doesn't happen very often yeah.
0: anymore. Yeah, it takes it takes a mighty powerful top end on a card to just let you or just like to have you give away turns one through five. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that more maybe next week, hey? Probably. When when we, we, we kind of address the state of the format and, and the state of CCO. Yeah. Okay. CCO nation, that is. Uh, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Aggro is F. Love that. Lots of two two for one removal, or or like free removal. Let's call that too. Creatures, lots of different abilities. We talked about that. How it can maybe give you a glimpse into the future if you want to play any of those decks proper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that.
0: Good to try different kinds of builds. We do this lots, right? We we do like the arc of opposition, where we do something that is the opposite of what the guild does. We're not doing life gainy shenanigans combo. No, we're doing aggro.
1: Yeah, we're not doing. This is actually this is actually fair Orzov. Remember when you build actually oh, yeah. fair Orzov, and it was a dirty degenerate piece of shit combo list?
0: Yeah, I actually did not mean for that to happen. It, it,
1: we just found all these incidental infinite combos. Yeah. I don't know if there are any in this deck.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Good on you, man. Now, moving to the weaknesses, though, we are not playing the aggro colors. Sure, white and limited could be aggro. Sure. Sure, there's lots of low-to-the-ground guys, but in commandy, that's not as good. It does have the aggro pro- problem. You do have to kill three people. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's it's not as easy as it sounds. It sounds like it'd be real easy in this deck, but it's Wrath is not your friend.
0: Yeah. I tried to jam a lot of commanders in or a lot of legendary creatures in here. I don't know if it's too much or too little. I don't know if that many would stay in here if, if I wanted to tune this deck.
1: I'm not sure this is the kind of deck you tune. Honestly, I wouldn't count that as a weakness. Really? I would count... that. This is like a case study in what kind of Orzhov deck do you want to build. You want to build a black deck, you want to build a white deck, you want to build a black-white deck. Play this deck, and it's going to give you a sampling, a sample size, of 40 different decks that you could build
0: All in one game. That's awesome.
1: And that's cool. I like that a lot.
0: Okay, cool. Last weakness. There's 33 land, and that harkens back to me trying to jam as many (laughs) legendary creatures in here (laughs) as possible. Now, average converted mana cost is like right exactly at 3 or 3.01 or something. Um, So it's a little bit lower than what we normally see in casual commander, that 3.5 or higher. But- I mean, you still got to cast a five-drop in your commander in this deck.
1: Yeah, and I, I remember when we way back in the day we talked about Cranko. My Cranko list, and it was only playing 34 land at the time, which Ooh. is which is fine for that first Cranko drop. But once Cranko dies once, and he always does, you're you're in you're in a real world of shit then. Yeah. And I think this deck would probably fall into that same thing. You're going to curve out once, and then you're going to get Wrath, and you're going to be you're going to have a really hard time rebuilding.
0: Oh, here's the thing. Okay, so when you um, you say don't tune this deck, this is what I say. Play the deck through a few times, find out what legendary creatures are kind of falling short of the aggro mark. Just cut them for land, cut them for basics.
1: You could do that too. That's what we do. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Okay. Budget section. This is probably my favorite part about this deck is there's nothing in the deck over $20. Nice. There And there's nothing in the deck at $20. The most expensive card is $17 and that's like toxic deluge. That's an. That
1: needs a reprint.
0: That 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 needs another reprint. It needs another reprint. It should be in a
1: commander product or in like a, like one of those constructed the guild kits that are coming out. One of them should have a toxic deluge in it.
0: Yeah. Um, Other expensive things are Athreos and Alenda. And Alenda is only expensive right now because of Standard. But you look at those three cards, you can cut forty-five bucks out of this deck, and um, the deck itself is like two hundred eighty-six bucks. But if you cut that 45 bucks out, you're looking at like 240 bucks. That's pretty good. And And most of it's binder builder type stuff.
1: Lots of this is new cards because a lot of the legendary creatures that don't cost 22 have all been printed in the last, call it, what, nine years, 10 years? Or five years. Or five years. years. So you have lots of this crap. You could buy most of these in packs for MSRP at the store. Some of them might even be on sale.
0: Yeah, except for the Crapagawa ones.
1: Yes, But the they're, but they're
0: not even the expensive ones. Like we just said Athreos and Alenda are the two most expensive commanders in the deck. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. cool. Uh you had a suggestion. You had um Rune Tail Kitsune Ascendant? Yep, I would cut her
1: I would cut Kamba and put in Rune Tail instead.
0: And Rune Tail is a three drop in uh,
1: She's a like a 1 2 for white 2. If you have 30 or more life, you flip her over into an enchantment that makes all your creatures not take damage.
0: Yes, and I had that in the initial list, and I thought, okay, what do I want to do? I want to attack. This exact card flips immediately because I'll have 30 life when I cast it, and then I don't get to attack with it. It does make attacking and blocking like infinitely more profitable for me. So, so may- much better. Maybe maybe
1: that that does have a spot in the deck. It turns your wave of dudes into just that inevitability tide as opposed to like they crash in and they block a bunch. Some of yours die, some of theirs die, whatever, whatever. With Rune tail, unless they're wrathing or pathing, your dudes are going to come back at them again and again and again and again and again. And you're going to gain life off of it again and again and again and again and again. And again. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, a welcomed addition in the deck. Should we do your favorite part?
1: Card, card of, the of
0: the week? The week. 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 week.
1: week. Question mark?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> your deck, your choice. What is the card of the week this Ooh, week? Ooh, card of the week. I really like Hero's Blade in this deck. Do tell. Two drop equipment. Equips are four, but that doesn't matter because when you cast, whenever a legendary creature enters a battlefield. You can equip it for free. And I love cards like this. If a, if an equipment has a zero cost to equip and pumps your power, I'm thinking Grafted War Gear, Hero's Blade. There's um, Storm Riders Rig or something that equips for free. And then there's like some creature type specific ones that equip for free.
1: The cloak and Dagger I can think of. Yeah,
0: that equips to a Rogue. Yeah, uh, Ronin War Club equips to a Warrior or something.
1: The Diviner's... Wand, I think. Yeah, just a wizard,
0: yeah. Any ones that equip for free like that are awesome. And this one particularly, if you have a six, five, or four power commander, this turns it into a three pump chump because it gives it seven good. power.
1: Even if you're not doing Voltron, getting plus three, plus two on a commander gives you an extra out.
0: Yeah, if, you're, if you've got some board locked down or you've got some way to, over the next couple turns, kill all the creatures that your opponent has. Just like maybe you've got two or three removal spells in your hand. Maybe you've got, you got a counter spell and a removal and they have an empty board right now. You equip your thing, you attack for seven. Next turn, you counter their creature, attack for seven. Next turn, destroy their creature that they played, attack for seven. Yeah, and with a with like a four power that's now a seven power guy, this is going to get you there.
1: Or if you're playing some greasy ass grindy dirt bag control deck, like a Gaddictig or maybe a or an Atraxa, even like you could play a Hero's Blade in there just to give your deck a little bit of sped upness. So you're not trying to control the board with yeah. Stasis Lock for twenty five <laughs> turns; you're doing it for five.
0: Gaddictig Teague control wins. With combat damage.
1: (laughs) That'd be sweet, wouldn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Hero's Blade.
1: We built a Gaddock Teague aggro deck. Yeah. Gaddock Teague make you bleed. Yeah. Only here on the CCO podcast. Also, Heroes Blade costs twenty-five American cents or forty-eight Canadian dollars. If you want to foil one, there is a what is it, six hundred percent multiplier? It's a buck fifty.
0: Excellent. And that only comes from Fate Reforged. It was in the C seventeen cat deck, right?
1: Yeah, so our winner will receive this week's card of the week.
0: Oh, I didn't even actually think of that.
1: I didn't either until right now. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, Milk List? Everybody loves the Milk List.
0: Okay, the Milk List, as per EDHREC.com, is the most popular cards in each converted mana cost slot from zero to, uh, what do we got today? 15 in black-white. What the hell? Or as the kids say...
1: Gorzov.
0: Off. off. I just wanted to say it too. <laughs> okay, at the zero drop slot, Mana Crypt. Nah. No, this deck costs two hundred and forty bucks. We're not playing that. <laughs> At the one drop slot, Sol Ring, of course, but the second ones are Swords to Plowshares. Not playing that not one. Playing, we don't want to give life away. No. Play Path. And then Skull Clamp. Huh. No Skull Clamp either. Huh. That goes to show you the tokeny comboy nature of Orzov, I think. You know what would be really
1: amazing now that we've talked about Skulk? There should be a card that's called Skulk Lamp, and it uh, gives creatures Skulk, and then people are like, Skulk Lamp, and you are like, oh, we got to get that thing, and it's like- S-
0: No, this is Skulk Lamp. Yeah. It's like some little lantern the guy has to hold up to like make sure he can see, but nobody else can see him. Yeah. You've never heard me cast Skulk Lamp? I always say Skulk Lamp. I know.
1: <laughs> that's why it would be funny, you'd be like, I, which one is it this time, Ryan? Come uh, on.
0: I want that to be a thing so bad. <laughs> Skulk lamp.
1: Make it happen, wizards.
0: Yep. Orzov Signet at the two drop slot. Yes em. Unmaking a anguish unmaking. Yep. Utter end. Nope. Sanguine Bizzle. Nope. Merciless Eviction. Nope. tasa o- envoy of ghosts at seven. Nope. Raziketh the foul blooded at eight. Nope. I like him. Garrick's Wake at nine. Nope. Stormherd. Nope. Ulamog. Oldamog, I should say. No. Nope. It that betrays at twelve. Nope. Emmercool?
1: Nope. Amerkul. Nope.
0: Two milk list matches. Nice. I like that. Hey, and they were, of course, a uh, catch-all removal spell and a mana rock. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging like, it. Okay, Spice Calculator. Looking at EDHREC.com, we've got 84 Arvad lists. He's relatively new, but I think that people just want to do other dirtier stuff with Orzhov, right?
1: Yeah, I think that he's, he's very good. But again, he costs 5. He's a 3-3. Three, three. You have to build super hard around him. Yeah. So... Yeah, unless you're building this deck, he isn't really. There's nothing else he's gonna do.
0: Well, yeah, and you know what? We get major Zada effect in this deck because we have to play all of the, all of the commanders, all of the legendary creatures that that back him up, right? Yeah. So when we look at our uniqueness rating, that is cards different than the. I say stock list, but what I mean is the page, for the commander on EDH rec.
1: Yeah, there's way more than 100 cards on there.
0: There's about 130 or 140 cards and our list has seen you know, like 65 cards or whatever and only 20 of our cards don't match the 130 cards on that page. Ooh. Yeah, so the the, the uniqueness rating is low because there's only so many low to the ground, low curve legendary creatures. Yeah,
1: they're going to start paying those eight, nine casting cost ones from Krapagawa. Yeah. And they might even be on the damn stock list. Who yeah. knows?
0: And, and you know what? They they are as well, right? You've got your Shield and your Elish Norns and blah, blah, blah. And we're not playing those because we want to play one, two, three drops. I said
1: the shitty ones from Krapagawa. Oh. The shitty ones. <laughs> like Hiroki, Now Hiroki Dust Drinker is actually good.
0: That is on uh, the stock list as well. I saw it. Huh. Contemplated playing it, but I want to beat more ass than that (laughs) anyways critical turn i said five because like you could curve out turn one two three four all creatures turn five drop arved you've got you know maybe one or two turns if you don't respond and don't have any creatures to block because you were like mana rocking you're just gonna die
1: yes he's gonna wipe you out
0: i'm just gonna kill the person that has the most mana right yeah yeah
1: the guy that's playing white the guy that's playing blue
0: just well white doesn't have a lot of mana (laughs) well it might have a wrath though oh yeah that wrath is what
1: you're worried about over counter spell so you kill the white player first they can't wrath you then you kill the blue player so he can't counter you as you try and yeah rebuild your board state and then everybody else after that you just slug it out until you until you win
0: that's a thing so punch it all into the spicy calculator oh we didn't say uh arvad is 17th among Orzov commanders He's way down
1: there. He's right below Alenda the Dust Rose, but right above Vona the Butcher Megan.
0: But but, but the Butcher Megan. <laughs> what? Vona Butcher of Megan. Megan? Megan? Da-
1: whatever. I on I can't see the words. The the writing on the screen is too small. I actually can't read it.
0: More people got to be playing Alenda. That's all I'm saying. Punch it all into the spice calculator. We got 38. Ooh. Yeah, not spicy. That Zada effect really hurts. Yes, it does. If you want to get above fifty or sixty, you gotta just like throw away what EDH Rec tells you to do. It's a great resource, but if you really want to build a CCO staple, you gotta uh you gotta throw it away.
1: I think this is a pretty CCO deck though. Honestly, I think it is. I think so. I think it counts. Like, I mean honorary fifty maybe, but I mean it's there's only so many ways you can build it. But how many people have thought of doing Orzov legendary creature aggro? Be honest. Eighty
0: four. There it is. <laughs> But in the grand scope of how many people play Magic That's a a very small number Yeah, good on you, you 84 people Hopefully (laughs) some of you are out there in CCO Nation Yes That's awesome That's pretty cool What do you think? Final thoughts of the day Final thought of the day for
1: this deck I really like it, actually This is a return to form, I guess For the kind of deck that I typically like to play Which is the the -the low-to-the-ground aggro With lots of options that I still get to play with and it's in a color combination, you don't normally see it, so it gives you some more kind of options to support your aggro plan that you wouldn't get in red. Truth be told, I actually do kind of want to go home and build this, because I could. I have all the cards for it, so I might as well. So maybe you will be seeing it at a third or a Tuesday night magic table near you, or if you come and see us in, what, April? In Calgary? March. You might get rocked by this deck, who knows? Who knows, I can't say. So real quick before we go. Remember to head by our Fledgling YouTube page. We really do appreciate the support. We have our second half of our OG Ravnica supplemental series posted there. You can see the cards that me and Ryan liked, didn't like, or just sort of sloughed off from Return to Ravnica because, you know, some of those abilities were almost as bad as an original Ravnica. That's a thing. And if you want to see us slough off a few more cards and tell a few stories and really just celebrate 100 episodes here with you, Be sure to be by for our anniversary 100th episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!